0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Corona Conversations. I am Anna. Welcome.
1: (laughs) Welcome. And And I am... Yes, that that charming individual (laughs) is Caleb.
0: Yes. And today we are here to discuss some enchanted theories. And not the Disney movie Enchanted. (laughs)
1: They're making an Enchanted too.
0: They are? I thought that was just a rumor.
1: No, I'm pretty sure it's a real thing.
0: Oh, I felt like it ended, though, so well. I wonder what happens.
1: Didn't, like, she get together with the real-life guy, and then the real-life girl got together with the animated guy? Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a good ending. And it was it was kind of funny like cuz at the end they're at the wedding in like the enchanted world and then she gets a cell phone call and she's like you guys have super great reception down here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's a funny. That was a funny movie. That was a pretty good movie. I'm excited for a sequel if it ever comes. Fun fact it was originally meant to be like this rated R comedy and then Disney like changed it all up and made it, you know, a more standard princess movie.
0: Yeah, I always forget that. Like, I don't, I never see like any like dolls or like a lot of merch out from Enchanted. Like, shouldn't tech, shouldn't um, Giselle technically be like an actual like Disney princess? But then again, I guess it's kind of more for animated films, but the movie's partly animated, so I feel like she should be in the Disney Princess Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, she's in like this weird um, purgatory kind of space where she's not quite animated, not quite live action.
0: Yeah, because I feel like she technically is like she should be i can't think of a reason why she wouldn't be but i guess um yeah i guess she's just not a- like i never justice see any-
1: for gazelle
0: gazelle gazelle <laughs> she's not an animal gazelle <laughs> i haven't Heavens. watched that
1: for in a long time okay maybe that's the sequel She's going to turn into a gazelle named Giselle
0: (laughs) Maybe My favorite song from that movie is So Close I love that song they play So close Is that the one when they're dancing? Yes, it's so catchy He has such a good voice But it's not like an actual
1: song It doesn't have lyrics, does it?
0: Yeah So close to reaching that famous happy ending Mm -hmm. But they
1: they don't sing in the actual movie, right? That's just like a random background track
0: yeah, but then there's like there's all the epic like, dance moves to it, and it's just it's just a good epic good song. Dance moves. Yeah, wow. like when he he lifts Giselle up for no reason, and we like spins her around the room, and then they win like the king and queen of the ball or whatever.
1: Why do I feel like you watch this movie every weekend crying to yourself?
0: <laughs> Why would I be crying about dancing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you tell me.
0: Oh, Well, I don't have time to do that, even if I wanted to. <laughs>
1: Okay, moving on. Um, let's ta- let's celebrate because we're finally caught up with the show.
0: Woohoo! It's so exciting. Caught up, and it feels so good, and also sad because we gotta wait for for more episodes. We're kind of left on some cliffhangers, like Cassandra's vlog. No, Still have to wait for nobody that. Nobody
1: can spoil us now.
0: Yep, we're all caught up.
1: I was actually kind of worried about spoilers because I checked the Twitter account, you know, and. Oh. We follow a lot of Tangled people, so. But That's actually, true. I never really got spoiled. I was good about avoiding those tweets, so.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I already got spoiled for Frozen 2, so it's a bummer. What? Yeah. No. A Thanksgiving. And it, was, and it
1: wasn't me. It actually wasn't me who spoiled it for you.
0: No, it was one of the cousins.
1: Wait, what?
0: Yeah, I was bummed out. One of my little cousins.
1: How did they spoil it for you? Tell me
0: the story. I was super annoyed. Well, we were in the car, and they, I knew they'd already seen Frozen 2. And Aunt Kim was talking to them, or er, to Anna, one of the twins, and she was like, Oh, we should go see Frozen 2 again. Do you want to do that? And she's like, Yeah, I do. And um, she was like, Oh, yeah, when Olaf. Don't tell me. <laughs> and then Aunt Kim was like, Oh, it's okay, honey. And I'm like, Aunt Kim is not okay. <laughs> but she was like,
1: Didn't I tell you that someone...
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that's kind of... I was kind of annoyed. I'll tell you
1: that that Olaf isn't the only character who...
0: Stop it, stop it, stop it.
1: It's a pretty mature movie.
0: Yeah, Hillary and Mike really liked it. They said it was good, and they said it was like... They couldn't really compare it with the first one because it was just so different.
1: Yeah, the first one's like a good movie. The second one is just... I don't really have words to describe this like when it's just very different and very strange. And in some parts, it's amazing, and in some parts, it's like, how did this happen?
0: <laughs> well, it's a very
1: confusing movie for me.
0: Anyway, moving on from Frozen 2. And I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. ready as I we are here to talk about The Little Enchanted Ghost Girl and theories about the enchanted ghost girl and just our feelings about her character in general so i did a little bit of research i watched uh the video isaac from whatso videos youtube channel did on this and also ed you're
1: such a fan girl
0: also ed DeWiz e e d d a w i z (laughs) Th- this he... is why
1: I don't watch YouTube videos about this thing. <laughs> it's like these random, I'm Eddie the Wiz. Yeah, I'm gonna, I am know what I'm talking about.
0: I think it's supposed to be like Ed the wizard kind of thing. Anyway, he, he did a video on it too, and he had some interesting theories, so I thought we could include some of those and discuss them here. Um, for those college students who are also in the midst of finals, sympathy, sympathy toward you. <laughs> Hopefully everything goes good with that, because <laughs> I'm in the midst of it as well. <laughs> Just so our listeners know. Be prepared, be prepared. That's lesson Hoodwinked the goat? Yes. That's what I reminded me of. Do
1: you have to sing everything you say? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Wait, but you just talked. Did I? Did I? Did
0: I? 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 (laughs) I To get To get back to the lovely Enchanted Girl and the theories, Isaac from Watsu videos brought up some interesting points that I had thought about also. Um... It was kind of interesting, he said that, or he described the blue girl as kind of guiding Cass to learn more about her mom and like her past, but I was kind of wondering how did she not put that together before? Like, she looked like she was like five or six, like definitely old enough, you know, to have a memory of those events. So I was kind of confused about she, about why she didn't put that together earlier, or did she just not, not tell anybody about it because she was embarrassed, or did like her dad so- tell people not to... That she can't tell people about it because they would like look at her differently, or yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think in this case we still don't have all the necessary information to really fill in the puzzle. Um, I think there's definitely some kind of mystery behind Cass and her memories because, like you said, she was in an age where she would remember that. So it's either she blocked the memory out, which I mean, That's I guess real. is. Well, I mean, in this show, it's, <laughs> anything is possible. It's not real. <laughs> um, also, it could be a fake memory, and she wasn't really related at all to Gothel and the blue girl, who's also called the ghostly girl or the enchanted girl. Mm-hmm. We don't have a name for her yet. Um, she could have been implanting those memories in the, the, you know, the, 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 the. the in her brain. Big mystery. <laughs> well, when she saw them through that door, you know.
0: Yeah. So, it could have been like so, a mirage kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that explain could explain why she'd never brought that up with Rapunzel before.
0: I mean, that could be true, and I I know that um, Ed had brought that up like maybe it was like an implanted memory. Um, but that, but then he his opinion was kind of like, "Oh, well, it was, you know, that's such a good theory and it makes so much sense, like, I feel like that couldn't be fake, and I kind of agree, like, it does make a lot of sense, and it makes it so much more interesting, and I feel, I I hope, like, that's a real thing, so But,
1: but if it's real, I mean, how did she never mention that before?
0: Because it would be super uncomfortable and awkward to mention by the way, my mom was the one who, like, kidnapped you and held you hostage for 18 years and also, I guess, like, Rapunzel like, literally. Well, that
1: news would have that news would have Come out! I feel like that's such a big secret to keep, and the captain, of the guard, knew it, and all the other guards who were there probably knew it. And
0: well, there's not really that many guards who are in Tankle on a regular basis. Like there's really only the two. Uh,
1: well, <laughs>
0: and maybe all the ones got fired because they knew the secret. Maybe. Uh, uh. And also, I mean, if when you think about it, Rapunzel actually murdered Cass's mom in that theory. So, you know what? Like.
1: Wait, remind me what happens to Gothel again.
0: (laughs) She, like, disintegrates because she, Rapunzel's like, you can't sing to me, and she cuts her hair, so the magic is gone, and so the magic's been keeping her alive, like, disintegrates, like, it disappears, and so she, she, like, literally, like, turns to ash and dies. So she literally, Rapunzel is, like, a direct cause of um, Gothel's death, and I mean, that, like, imagine how traumatic that would be. Like, no wonder you wouldn't want to talk about it, and also, like, how incredibly awkward when you were just becoming friends with this girl, and... It's like you, she, she murdered your mom. Even though your mom was an awful person, and she also like kept your mom away from you, but your mom held her hostage, like well, all that cray cray stuff.
1: To be fair, e- even if the memory is true, it doesn't necessarily mean that Cassandra is her biological daughter or anything.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they do look because well, the, off the relationship
1: without, like, as portrayed in that scene is more like a hired help.
0: <laughs> she calls her mama. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well her mom is not calling her daughter
0: maybe she's well is Gothel very maternal though let's be real
1: no that's the point
0: yeah it's be, be very confused and insecure attachment for sure um but yeah okay,
1: let, I feel like we're getting away from the blue girl yes more under Cassandra you're right, let's you're right. keep it on the blue girl but I mean that's interesting You have a lot to, to like... say about Cassandra but that's for another another yes. day
0: to see, yeah. So the blue girl implanted memories. So where where do we land on that? I don't think she could have implanted the memory, but I think she she. But
1: why not? I mean, they were in that magical, a uh, zantiri tree or whatever it was, and I mean, they were <laughs> seeing a lot of other things and the they demons. Weren't,
0: they weren't in the tree. They were in the shell house.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, but you're right.
0: You're right. Um, it, she could be working for zantiri, and it could it could happen, but I. I just personally don't want to believe that she's the one who implanted that particular memory.
1: I mean, I do think that it'd be maybe more interesting on a character level if it actually happened, but Mm -hmm. based on what we've seen recently where Cassandra's like a pawn and the blue girl's the one calling the shots and pushing her to try out these new powers, I'm kind of leaning toward there's going to be kind of an easy conclusion and Cassandra will be like, oh, it was just her influencing me all along and it's just her fault and we'll mm-hmm. defeat her and then everything will go back to normal.
0: Uh, wow. I don't know if everything could go back to normal after all that, all that stuff. Um, I was also wondering, why is she British? <laughs> why is the blue girl British? She has that accent because... that no one else in the show has.
1: That's how you know she's not from around here. She's from the spirit realm where everyone is British.
0: <laughs> that uh, that um it was a super interesting point I think. Um well, kind of Isaac and Ed like both kind of brought this point up, but I thought it was super interesting um that the blue girl um could have been um, a past host for the Moonstone, and that's why she's dressed in like that period clothing, and maybe why you know she talks a bit differently because she you know lived in the in a time past where um, you know they their dialect was a little bit different or whatnot, and um, so she's like a past host of the Moonstone who's like trying to influence Cassandra, like and giving her advice about how to use the Moonstone's power because she's been there um, and has used it, so
1: does that or been used by it. Now I'm just Now I'm just picturing in the future like when a new person comes upon the Moonstone's power and Cass is like haunting that person and I'm picturing Cass trying to teach them like, ah, I give up, why can't you get this?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Cass would be a very good mentor. But I thought that was super interesting and I kind of think um, the blue girl does have like that um, gem in the middle of her forehead, like the crystal gems. Maybe she's an evil crystal gem. (laughs) Um,
1: I do like her overall style. She looks kind of princessy
0: yeah she looks very medieval she could have been like a past princess of the moonstone or something like that um like of the of the dark kingdom and um and it is similar like to the moonstone shape and color um that Cass has like embedded in her body as well so i think she could definitely like have been a past host or could be like a personification of the moonstone's power um perhaps like the moonstone has some power over who wields it and you know once it obviously wants to destroy the sun drop, so the sundrop doesn't neutralize it. So.
1: so, so I'm I'm looking at the uh, ghostly girl's description on the tangled Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and it lists her relationship status as single.
0: <laughs> Just in case you were wondering, <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. Well, she does seem like she's pretty preoccupied with cats, so I don't know if she would she would have a chance to maintain a relationship on top of that. You know, gotta consider those factors. <laughs> Um, yeah,
1: her age is quite young, presumably.
0: <laughs> presumably. Um, it was also interesting. Do you think she's connected to Xantiri? Um Isaac from What's a Video has brought up an interesting point about like the color of her ghostly form, because many of the ghosts who have not been connected to Xantiri have had like that bluish tone to their sphere form. And um all the the two times, like, the Xanteri villains have kind of... Their spirits have come to life and been in their true form. They've been green-colored and not blue. Um, so do you think, like, Xantiri like, could describe... Like, disguise his force as being blue instead of green? Or do you think, like, that color is kind of <laughs> interesting? Because I was noticing, like, all the other ghosts who didn't have anything to do with Xanteri were, like, of a blue hue. And then the Xantiri ghosts, like he brought up, did have, like, that very dark green um, color.
1: I'm all powerful, but I cannot change my spirit's color. Ugh.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, like, Xantiri like, could be connected to the ghost girl, and I mean, it, like, Xantiri did control, like, a lot of that house that they were in at, at the time, and everything like that, but I also feel like the color, like, could be something important, and I think, I think the theory that I think makes the most sense, and is the most interesting, is if she's like a personification of the Moonstone, or like a past host of the Moonstone. Um, because I think that'd just be super interesting to like...
1: Yeah, and it kind of... I mean, it makes sense that she would be mentoring Cass now, but it makes less sense when you think about how she was the one who guided Cass Mm -hmm. to the door, because how would she have gotten access to her then? Like, I mean, she didn't have the Moonstone with, like... She didn't have the power then, and it was far away in another castle. So, I mean, if she hangs around the Moonstone and is like a... a, Haunting it, basically, or whatever, That's then true. I'm not sure how that would work.
0: But there was a lot of the dark forces and magic, like, present within that place.
1: Is it like a dark forces meeting ground or something?
0: Maybe. And not necessarily... Maybe she doesn't necessarily have to stay with the Moonstone, but she was trying to lead Cass, like, further toward the Moonstone, because she wanted her to be the one to pick it out instead of Rapunzel. So it was part of why. her quest to, like, make sure Casp was, like, in a mindset where she would steal it from Rapunzel so that Rapunzel wouldn't um, neutralize it.
1: As far as the Zontiri thing goes, I definitely think that's going to factor in just because he's kind of, or, do we know it's a he? Mm. I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's just a uh, monster. <laughs> I'll just say they, then. Um, because um, Zontiri's been talked about as, like, this big bad for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I feel like since the show's gonna be wrapping up soon, they're gonna have Xantiri definitely factor in as, like, the final boss or something.
0: Okay. Okay, I see where you're coming from. Maybe, maybe, um, the Moonstone is, like, in league with Xantiri.
1: Yeah. Or also, it could be, magic. it could be that Xantiri will be the big final boss and that, but that Xantiri won't be working with Cass and the blue girl and then Cass and Rapunzel will have to join together to defeat Xantiri. like oh. uh, the f- enemy of my enemy is my friend or whatever that'd
0: be interesting
1: what do we think about the blue girl's design and fashion itself let's see she's got the little what would you call those pigtails I guess
0: princess little buns or are buns.
1: just two buns
0: little, little, little space buns <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah
1: she's got those cute little buns going on <laughs> she kind of reminds her me of, weird, like, like,
0: very medieval in her dress, which is which is why I kind of like the idea of her being the past host. Like, she's dressing very, like, formally in, like, old royal court.
1: She's got the puffy sleeves. She's got the white gloves. Mm-hmm.
0: She seems very proper.
1: Victorian.
0: Not Victorian, more like Elizabethan.
1: She definitely could do a good ASMR video to, like, put people to sleep at night with her soothing voice.
0: Oh, Cassandra, you must remember that...
1: Rapunzel, Rapunzel is sheep. so evil. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Poor Cassandra. Just imagine her camping out because she has to camp out because she doesn't have a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And that girl is just with her all the time. And Cassandra's trying to go to sleep. And the girl's like, Remember your hatred for Rapunzel. She betrayed you. She's dreaming about you right now.
0: Yeah, she whispers in her ear Rapunzel, you hate her. You hate her. You hate
1: her. Wake up, wake up. It's 6 a.m. It's time to start training.
0: And I I feel like... um, I feel like she really needs... Like, I feel like she definitely could... Another reason, like, she could be a past host or, like, personification of the Moonstone is because she never... She always tries to, like, stay on Cass's good side. Like, she's... I don't think she's very powerful on her own because she doesn't, like... She can't really force Cass to do things. She just uses, like, her language to be very manipulative um, with her. So I think she definitely needs Cass to, like, perform something with the moonstone like maybe to bring her back to life or like to you know give like the moonstone like full power like she's definitely like very uh more on the like the manipulative like um like emotional abuse side versus like i can control you like physically kind of thing
1: although that might just be that it's easier to have them on the same side so she might be physically able to make cassandra do what she wants but it's easier for her If she convinces her to do it Because then she doesn't have to worry about that
0: Yeah, but I feel like she would probably get impatient Because Cass has been questioning a lot of things lately
1: (laughs) I know, I feel like she's so directionless at this point She'll do anything that anyone tells her As long as they mention the words Rapunzel and power
0: (laughs) And maybe your destiny Yeah (laughs) Yeah Oh, that reminds me of the Livin' Maddie song My destiny Oh,
1: Dove Cameron, what a joy. Okay, I'm going to now read a few quotes from the Blue Girl and just see what we think of them. Okay. So in season two at the end of it, when she was introducing her to that flashback scene, she Mm -hmm. was like, I'm sorry that happened to you, Cassandra. Sometimes the most painful truths can be the most difficult to remember. That kind of makes it sound like she was repressing it.
0: Well, I think just because the I've taken psychology, truth is hard
1: to remember. I've
0: taken psychology courses, and that's not a real thing. So I'm like, why would they teach children that's a real thing when it's not?
1: Um, <laughs> well, not even necessarily repressing, but just thinking about it was so hard that you just don't think about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can, you could not think about it. But I mean, it that, might
1: not be actually repressed, like like from a from a scientific point of view, but actually yeah. just ignores it so much that it's not even a part of her anymore
0: yeah so Um, anyway so yeah that that was part
1: of that quote which makes it kind of seem like the memory repression kind of thing then the rest of the quote you've always been outshined by rapunzel haven't you and you always will unless
0: you've always but i feel like she like just met rapunzel like not that long ago at all like they really She's really only known her pencil for like such a small fraction of her life. So, what do you mean, like, outshined your whole life? It's not like they were in elementary school, like Gilbert and Anne, and she, Anne was always playing the spelling contests. Like, it wasn't like that kind of thing.
1: That's but, why I think there's some kind of mystery going on yeah. with the history.
0: Hmm.
1: There's like some past that Cassandra is not telling anyone. I mean, yeah. she, we never knew that this happened, and this is such a big thing. I mean, what else happened in her past that we don't know about?
0: I I feel like there's going to be a lot of bombshells dropped at the end of this season, for sure.
1: Another quote from her this season, she says, I'm here to help you learn how to master the Moonstone's power. It responds to hatred and anger. If you truly want to wield the Moonstone, you mustn't be afraid to tap into the depths of your deepest rage. Remember what she put you through, and use that fury, Cassandra.
0: I feel like he should be more angry at Gothel than Rapunzel. Um, yeah,
1: that's interesting. It doesn't say... It's, she says, remember what she put you through.
0: Yeah. So she's not, not super
1: specific. Not necessarily, all. Yeah. Although, I mean, I'm sure she's implying that. Yeah. But she says, I'm here to help you learn how to master its power, which does make it seem like she's connected to the Moonstone itself, kind of, to
0: Yeah. Me. I feel like she would have had to learn from someone, and like now it's her job to be like the Jedi master who teaches of the Moonstone, or whatever. Um, passes it Oh, a Star
1: Wars reference Anne, oh
0: wow. Cassandra would be her Padawan like Ahsoka. In a galaxy far away in the days of Obi-Wan winds of war flew from Geonosis. Mm
1: -hmm. So let's um, wrap up our thoughts on her. Overall um, I think For me, at least at this point, she's kind of, I'd rather just see Cassandra dealing with her choice on her own and the ghost girl is just kind of distracting from that conflict to me, Mm -hmm. Um, kind of shifting the blame from Cassandra having to take responsibility to being able to say, oh, it was just all this evil ghost's fault. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I i don't love that part of it but as a character she has a cool design and you know I do love British accents so yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to what the future will bring for her
0: yeah it will be interesting to discover more about it and like more about the story and how um, the blue girls like connected to the moonstone and all those things will just be more interesting we'll see whose theory was most on par with the actual truth so that'll be exciting
1: Indeed. All right. Well. Um, to f- next, let's talk a little about um. What I guess what's next for us. Um, I think, at least for now, the show's return is a mystery. I would say it probably will be coming back next year.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: I mean, at this point, there's not going to be any more episodes before Christmas, so.
0: But, I mean, it's next year is only a month away, so or less than a month
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like it won't be right next year, though. I feel like it'll be maybe, like, April or March.
0: Yeah, I could see that, definitely. Um, but in the meantime, we are planning to continue releasing some episodes. I know we'll probably do um, a book review of the junior novels, per suggestion. I'm very excited to do some of those. I'm an avid reader, so... I will, I will push for that.
1: <laughs> should we do a live
0: show? No, we should not. Also, super excited for over Christmas, going to go see the Little One movie. So stoked for that. I've seen so many good clips, and oh my gosh, I'm just so joyful about it. The only weird thing is going to be having Ama from Strange Objects, or Sharp Objects, in there um, as Beth. That'll be an interesting character change for don't,
1: her. Don't tell Marmee.
0: But I'm sure, I'm sure we, she's a good actress, and I'm sure she'll do it, she'll do it well, so we can have, be convinced that she could be a good match. But yeah, Sir Ronan looks amazing. Um, Florence, I, is it, I don't know if it's Pew or Pug or P-U-G-H, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but.
1: Pew, pew.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. Pew. But it looks good too, and Laura Dern, and, um.
1: Speaking it's of Laura Dern, I'm excited for the new Star Wars movie, the last one of the oh. brand new trilogy. We've always watched the new ones together every Christmas, and so it's going to be kind of bittersweet to be watching the last one all together.
0: I didn't even know it was coming out. <laughs> but I'll go see it with y'all, because it's, it's a family thing. Uh, but.
1: I've also been watching the new His Dark Materials series on the BBC, which um, and it's not living up to my expectations. I think the movie was actually better, but
0: well anyway, to get to get back on topic you can find us at coronaconversations corona conversations at gmail.com. Or not find us, you can email us at corona conversations at gmail.com. and then you can You
1: can find us there if you look really hard and Squint.
0: <laughs> and then you can also find us on Twitter at Corona um, rate and review us on iTunes. If you feel so inclined, we would be honored. And yeah, I hope you have a great life until <laughs> you hear from us again.
1: Also, um, during the hiatus, we'd love to do a QA and a episode. So if you guys want to send us questions about the show or whatever, you know, we're, we're open. Um, you can record audio questions for us so that we can play them in the show if you go to our page on Anchor which is I believe anchor.fm slash Conversations, you can also just find the link on our Twitter page so that would be great we'd love to do a Q&A show because I always think those are really fun to hear
0: can I send in a question about why you don't debrief things with your co-host before you talk about them on air?
1: Well, sure, I guess.
0: I'm <laughs> doing a Q&A episode. Wow. <laughs> I never knew.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> if we get enough interesting questions, I mean, you never know.
0: Are you saying our fans aren't interesting?
1: <laughs> I'm saying the fans we have are interesting, but I'm not sure we have enough for a full Q&A
0: episode. Wow. Well, since our shortest episode was eight minutes, I'm sure we can top that with Q&A episode.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, this is a direct challenge then. you listening right now, I want you to pull out your phone and go to anchor.fm slash Corona Conversations and click on send a voice message. And I want you to send us one and ask a question in it right now.
0: Or you could just email us questions or tweet us questions, too. That works as well.
1: Not quite as interesting, but yeah, that, I mean, that, that'll, that'll work, I guess. Yeah, yeah. If we, if we do end up doing a Q&A episode, we'll have to give a Corona Sunflower pin to the most interesting question.